Welcome to the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, TV's Noah, here once again with another podcast. I know it's been coming out late. We're going to move to Tuesdays for releasing it, and we're going to move to Thursdays for recording it back at Jester's Playhouse in Northfield, New Jersey. So if you're listening to this now, hopefully, uh, we are at Jester's Playhouse on Thursdays at 8.30. We hope to see you there. Uh, also, uh, just want to send a big shout out to our sponsors, which is All Things Fun. Yes, All Things Fun on Route 73 in West Berlin, New Jersey. That address is 185 Route 73 in West Berlin, New Jersey. Thank you guys so much for hosting us. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. They hold a great Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament on Tuesdays. You guys want to check that out at All Things Fun. You can check them out on the web at allthingsfun.net. And our guest this week is Mike Taylor from the Game-Boat.com and the Game-Boat Podcast. So be sure to check out Mike and his wonderful podcast once you're done with this wonderful podcast. Take it away, Kirby Crackle. Welcome to the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Uh, we are here live at All Things Fun. We're a little bit muted this week. We're going to be a little bit more low-key, a little less upsetting, hopefully. That's my goal. But uh, I am here at All Things Fun on uh, Route 70 in West Berlin, New Jersey, for the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mr. TV's Noah Houlihan, and I am here with the number one on my 20-sided die, Mr. Oh, Will Liam. It started out nice, <laughs> and then you made it mean. How you doing, Will? I'm doing good. I feel quieter, and I don't like it. <laughs> You're finally being silenced, and I enjoy that. I feel censored. And uh, our special guest this week is from the game boat. He uh, sailed in and was nice enough to join us here on the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Give it up for give it up. Like people are going to clap for Mike Taylor. Uh, ahoy! Thank you for the boisterous round of applause. <laughs> you get a golf clap. That's not bad. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, you do a, a podcast over at game-boat.com. Yes, you must include the dash. It's something yes. I forget to do when I'm promoting it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently someone had a better idea of what to do with gameboat.com, which is nothing, which pisses me off. Does anyone own it, or it, it's yeah, it's an own domain. And yeah. it's just like a you know landing page. I guess when the original Gameboat was launched, someone thought that people are going to flock and it's going to be in high demand. So some dude out there owns Gameboat.com and just has it sitting with ads. <laughs> so every time that we spell it wrong, we're giving we're money gi- to we're the enemy. We're giving money to some stranger. <laughs> now, the enemy. Yes. I'm sure it's a terrible person. The competing Gameboat site. Although, <laughs> on Google, if you search for Gameboat, we come up, not yeah. him. <laughs> That's always good. Uh, if there's a space between game and boat, yes. <laughs> you come up on Bing? I have not checked, actually. Uh, Does anyone use Bing? Bing on challenge? <laughs> I, I use Bing, actually, and a couple of my friends are starting to shift, and it is because, like all media, uh, pornography. 
trying to like we don't want it, we don't want those to be the results anymore and things like come on guys let's, I, we know what you want I think How? I've had all my porn bases covered before the Google Bing wars <laughs> yeah, <laughs> began that's, good. that's a good way to do it just have it all saved to your bookmarks it's, I don't even look for it I just feel like if I Google an anime character like a friend of mine was cosplaying something I want the first page to just be really inappropriate like, oh, oh, of them. <laughs> when it's not there I'm like this feels there are ways around that, though. You yeah. just search for the name and rule 34, and yes. it will come yeah. in any search engine. More keystrokes. <laughs> yeah, but if I use Bing and I type in do a barrel roll, my screen is not going to spin around. That is true. So I'm, I'm immediately against this. <laughs> I'm against change. Anyway, uh, yeah, I noticed that because uh, I, I was looking for a picture to use for the Facebook event for this here podcast. Okay. So I searched Game Boat, and I was like, wow, everything that comes up is you. And I was like, no, everything that comes up is the actual Game Boat. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's, it's all Mike. <laughs> yep, you can just assume that we invented the Game Boat, which we did not. Yes. Which, by the way, why did you name your podcast The Game Boat? Okay. So the reason why we named it The Game Boat is uh, me and my uh, partner, Greg Harkins, who I do the, the show with, we were trying to figure out something absolutely useless but kind of funny and fun relating to video games. So originally we wanted to call ourselves The Rumble Pack. Okay. And unfortunately, the Rumble Pack and every variation of it was taken by some other little gaming podcast. Oh, I, no porn? Yeah. <laughs> no porn, but we might have a new business at the Game Boat. But, uh, <laughs> so we went down the line of useless accessories. You know, Power Glove, but there's the band Power Glove, um, Activator, uh, U-Force, yeah. all these like classic terrible peripherals. And eventually one of us just thought, hey, remember the Game Boat? Which nobody does. <laughs> no, the, I don't. All the Game Me Boat either. is, it's an inflatable raft that was released when the Kinect came out from Microsoft, specifically for one of the mini-games in Kinect Adventures. I yes. had no idea that it was that recent a thing. When I saw it, it looked like a crappy like 80s promotional <laughs> idea. Yeah, it yeah, looks that's like it how, should be for the Nintendo. That's <laughs> how bad it is. <laughs> so, you know... We're, we thought about Game Boat, and we're like, yeah, maybe. And then we kept going through other ideas, but we kept coming back to Game Boat. <laughs> and then we started tying in nautical jokes to it. Yeah. And once that happened, like, that's it. we got to be the Game Boat. Yeah. And that's when we went on Amazon and bought a bunch of Game Boats. <laughs> that's when we realized no one in the world remembers the Game Boat except for me and Greg. No. <laughs> I love that you bought a bunch of them. <laughs> of course. We wanted to make sure we were spares. legit. We, we are the authorities on the Game Boat <laughs> accessory for Connect, which, by the way, advertises itself as the accessory for the accessory that needs no accessories. <laughs> what a great It's right there on the box. <laughs> See, what cracks me up about it is that, you, well, one, you bought a bunch, and we had a joke as Plus Two Comedy is we'd always do giveaways at the end of our shows, and we're like, we're going to give away Xbox 360 games. And then we'd give away Big Bumpin' and Sneak King. Oh, of course, the Burger like, King classics. Oh, yeah, <laughs> everybody loves those. So my thought was, I think I have purchased more copies of Sneak King than anyone else on the planet. So I Googled it, and it's just a picture of some guy with 60 of them. <laughs> like, he's an evil mastermind. <laughs> like, yes, I succeeded. I have 60 copies of Sneak King. Well, you know what? That might be a brilliant plan, because if he owns the world's allotment of Sneak Kings, and let's say for whatever reason Sneak King becomes in demand, he's got the monopoly on the Sneak King market. <laughs> but that first he could be sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> when the world, after the apocalypse, and the world is nothing but a shell, Sneak King as currency. <laughs> There's enough of it's them the out only there. logical thing that can happen. That makes a lot There's of not sense. not too many out there. 
Yeah, right, like, exactly. Oh. See, I also started to think that I was giving away copies of Sneak King, and they were returning them to GameStop for three dollar for like fifty cents, and then I was buying them again for a dollar. So I might have purchased the same copy of Sneak King. So it's just an endless Sneak King <laughs> yeah, uh, business cycle. <laughs> but I just make a different person sad every time <laughs> I give it away. But here you go, one Sneak King. So uh, we also saw you at too many games, yes. and uh, you were having a Wave Runner sixty four tournament. A uh, Wave Race Blue Storm, oh, the game you won. Yeah, so, oh, sorry, <laughs> close enough, but uh, yeah, because we had the game boat, and we always had this idea on on our live stream to do nautical themed games. Well, we wanted yeah. to do a nautical themed tournament, so we had to find some sort of aquatic game, and uh, so Wave Race was the first thing that came to mind on N sixty four. But a lot of people really like Wave Race on N64. <laughs> it has a good reputation. It's not a great game, but it's a classic. No one on Earth has played Wave Race Blue Storm. Yeah, so I, I agree completely. I picked it up super cheap off of eBay, took it home, plugged it in, and could not play the game at all. It's so, <laughs> I, I guess in a way it's realistic, but it's so unresponsive <laughs> and, and difficult to control. <laughs> yeah, you actually need to know how to jet ski to be good at Wave Race Blue Storm. So I tried playing this game, I'm like, this is it. This is what we're going to put people in the game boat and force them to play. And surprisingly, a handful of guys at Too Many Games really caught on. I don't think they liked the game. I just think they liked the challenge yeah, well, of trying I, to conquer this, this I couldn't get in. practically like, impossible-to-play beast. These guys were, like, boxing me out, like, no, I just read the manual and I learned how to do <laughs> tricks. I'm mm -hmm. playing. I was like, all right, pal. Oh, yeah, by the time people showed up on the third day on Sunday, like, each of those guys had must have tried the, the attempt, like, 40 times each. Like, just sitting there again and again and again. And if they make slightly the wrong turn, they'd stop and reset and start over again. <laughs> this was an insane degree of commitment to perfect this awful game. See, I and and that's, almost, that's almost like a metaphor of what we try to do in Game Boat. Bring out the joy of games, even if they're awful. <laughs> well, I am all for the idea that you had at uh, Too Many Games to have a tournament involving putting the Game Boat in a pool of water that you have to play in. I don't know how we can make this happen. Or what game should be played? Well, we or loved, Connect Adventures would be amazing. We loved that idea. Controller <laughs> yeah. But the issue was we were also the closest booth to the power box. So <laughs> if, the, if the water got out of control, there's a chance the whole place could have been shut down. <laughs> and death, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the thing that you're worried about. Now, we've talked a lot about the actual game boat. We haven't talked about your podcast. What What is your podcast format and such? Uh, we try to, to format it like, kind of like a radio show. Uh, every week we start off with what we figure are the most interesting games in the world that week, right. which can be anything from huge new releases like Bioshock Infinite to uh, my most interesting game in the world last week, which is a little game called Flying Hamster, <laughs> Flying which hamster. is basically an R-type shooter, but uh, you play as a hamster who spits apples and bumblebees and beer at the enemies instead. You'll, you'll, wait, Spitz Beer? Is, what, what is this game rated? It, it is rated, I believe, E for Everyone, although it does have some alcoholic content involving hamsters. <laughs> is that what it says? <laughs> no, but, you know, with the... Warning with contains alcoholic content. The Hollywood hamsters. descriptors get so detailed and elaborate nowadays. Now you have, like, intense <laughs> sci-fi violent action. They need yes. to start doing that for video games and get yeah, specific about what the ratings are. You know, it's like no more suggestive themes. Yeah. Now it's half-naked anime girl seen from behind. But the problem with that would be, as nerds, we would look at the ratings and be like, dude, spoilers. <laughs> oh, oh, that is true. sci-fi action in this. I used to do that with Game of Thrones. Based off of the warning for what's in that episode, I could tell what was going to happen. I'd read the books. I could tell what was going to happen. <laughs> oh, no, I know what they're going to oh, hit. Yeah, 
So after we get through the most interesting games of the world, we move on to Battling the Newsman, who is our fictional mini-boss, who tries to hold back the three biggest gaming news stories of the week. So we need to battle <laughs> him jerk. in audio form to release <laughs> the three gaming news stories to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hope you defeat him every week. Oh, of course. And this week I we failed. Sometimes you don't, yeah. It's like, ah, no story. It's like, man, he's just too tough this week. We tried. <laughs> he leveled up somehow. Yeah. And then we try to focus on a main topic from there, which can be literally anything. Uh, we did two episodes pretty much dedicated to Bioshock Infinite earlier this year because we loved it so much. But in the past, we had what we called our Great Achievement Symposium, where we broke down what achievements should be in Xbox 360 games and which ones shouldn't. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. We One of, our, one of my favorite episodes was... Uh, Months before PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale came out on PS2, we pretty much just went back and forth with all of our ridiculous ideas of forgotten PlayStation characters that should have been oh, yeah. in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. So Basically my entire life before the game came out. Right. <laughs> me just freaking out going, all right, Wanderer, Eco, where are these people? Now, see, Wanderer and Eco, Tomba. they're too big. Tomba was one of mine. Yeah. But we're talking like uh, Blasto and the, the oh, little Blasto. Polygon man from the PS1 game Intelligent Cube and... Eventually, uh, we got into ridiculous stuff I like, like Kaz Harai, head of Sony, should have been a character in that game. <laughs> I felt that way when Kevin All-Stars Butler. came out, because the, the, the commercial for it made it seem like they were just advertising their current games with it. Like, yeah. yeah. Kratos, the Uncharted dude. Sackboy. Like, yeah. they, they should have really pulled more from their history in building Absolutely. that game. Absolutely. I wanted Crash. Uh, everyone wanted Crash. Crash isn't there. And then they, they hate him. They and they were like, downloadable characters. Awesome. Zeus. Was there what? a big outcry for Zeus? Zeus? Although uh, Isaac from Dead Space was actually from, a pretty cool from uh, God, <laughs> from of, God War. of War. Oh, of course. Yeah. But you may have seen him in ancient mythology. <laughs> he's, yeah. done, he's done a little bit He's of work. done other work, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we do. We try to keep it varied and mix it up from week to week, talk about current topics, retro topics, and, you know, basically our unique view with our... 20, year, 20 years each gaming experience, yeah. I guess. God, I'm I think, old. <laughs> I think my favorite episode that you guys did was you did uh, Gaming Confessions. Oh, that and was a good one. I, I was just so amazed by it because that is our greatest fear, is when we go to conventions, people are like, do you like this? And we're like, no. And then they hate us <laughs> for not knowing things. I was like, oh, my God, he's admitting that he hasn't played or beaten any of the Zeldas, I think was one of the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only Zelda he had beat was Ocarina of Time. That's the only one I've beaten. <laughs> if we're yeah, there you go. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I always feel bad when I say, yeah, when it comes to Metal Gear Solid, I've played probably 10 minutes. <laughs> I've yeah. gotten up the elevator. I, I think my one biggest one, one that Greg almost pushed me out of my chair for was I had never played the original Half Life. Like, I don't even know if I've seen a video of the original Half Life, and it's like one of these great beacons of first person shooting. <laughs> I had not played a Half Life game until the Orange Box came out. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I played Half Life 2, and it I was awesome. That for Portal. <laughs> me too. One day I was like, all right, I'll see what this is about. Like, this is a really good game. <laughs> well, I uh, I have uh, Half-Life 2 on my desktop, unplayed, just waiting for the day <laughs> that I pony up the six bucks to buy a mouse. <laughs> uh, because I, when I when Portal was free, I was like, free? Well, absolutely. And my buddy was like, just play it. It'll take you like six hours and I played it with my touchpad on my laptop mm -hmm. and I was just like but it's so amazing I will <laughs> make it come on go <laughs> I will adapt to you and make yeah. it work <laughs> so I like to believe I'm the only person that's ever done that. that, that's my not. achievement I know <laughs> let me have this will all right, all right. let me have this uh, so 
it's gameboat.com or game-boat.com like it's watch underscore dogs so game-boat.com for the gameboat podcast and you guys do like reviews and stuff like that as well um usually we do reviews as part of the show um we we knew we didn't want to just be a review site we didn't want to be a news site we really we really like the idea of discussing video games rather than just throwing a score on them so um we have a couple written reviews, just stuff we've thrown together, slapdash. We never really came up with the review format. We also realize we can never be as timely as we want to with the reviews. Yeah. So uh, right now it's mostly just the podcast and episodes mm-hmm. of the podcast up at the site. But uh, we just recently opened up a forum, which has nothing on it yet. It's just yes. there. It's a placeholder. But we're hoping that we can sort of get community members to maybe start contributing content that kind of fits our, our vision of a positive yeah. place for Watch gaming. Watch that forum closely, because I believe we still have a forum that I can't get off of our website <laughs> that promotes a Taiwanese casino. Damn. Just constantly. That's the only thing that's on it, and I can't get rid of it. I'm not the moderator. I don't know why I'm not the moderator <laughs> of my forums, but I do not have that power. Uh, so watch that carefully. And I know the other big thing that you're doing is you're looking for the greatest game in the universe. The most fun game most fun, in the universe. Me. It's the same thing to me. No, no there is a difference between I'm greatness and fun. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. I'm not, but to me, the okay. idea is, is I want to have fun. And if I don't have fun, the game's not worth it to me. Yeah, so w- what we're doing right now, we're in the process of sort of scanning the community for suggestions for what they think is the most fun game in the universe. Um and the idea is on our Twitch live stream, twitch.tv slash gameboat, no dash needed. <laughs> Over time, as we amass these games, we amass a little bit of an audience, we're going to start pitting these games head-to-head and okay. really separating the fun from the mediocre. So, you know, if you ask someone, oh, what's the most fun game in the universe? And they say, oh, Legend of Zelda. All right, we'll give it a try. Playing the original Legend of Zelda. This game isn't that fun. No. No, no it's <laughs> not. Because that's the one that I've beaten is the original one. And it feels a little bit like homework <laughs> at times. It's like I don't you know. You got to take notes and what draw do we maps do? And diagrams. It's like, well, you play the flute at the lake, stupid. Yeah. What? <laughs> Why would I ever do that? So, I mean, we, we've gotten suggestions that you expect we would get: Super Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, NBA Jam. But what we're really looking to sort of separate our contest from just playing a bunch of fun games is allowing people to submit their own house rules. Right. So how do you play these games to make them even more fun? So a couple examples are, you know, 10 years ago when we were playing, you know, 16-player Halo at our buddy's house every night, we invented a game called Puma Ball. Mm-hmm. So what Puma Ball is, you play it on Blood Gulch, and everyone only has rocket launchers and grenades. And your goal is to get in the Warthog, which we took the name Puma from Red vs. Blue. Of course. And whoever spends the most amount of time in the Warthog in, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes is the winner. Okay. So it's basically you as the Warthog driver driving through a minefield of exploding grenades and rockets any- okay. everywhere. And so the, King of the Hill style. And the best part is if you turn the gravity all the way down in the custom settings, man, a grenade goes off into the Warthog and that thing flies like two miles in the air. <laughs> What's even better is when you get a group of people like congregating underneath it to hop in and just hits the ground and wipes out four of them. <laughs> But, uh, How do you judge that, though? You just got to, like, a guy that doesn't get to play with a stopwatch? Yeah, you just or, you just have to do it mentally. stopwatches for every person that's playing? I mean, eventually just degraded into, you know, nobody wins. We're just yeah. going to play this for a while now. <laughs> but we're hoping, we haven't really gotten too much into, like, the Halo 3 and 4 Forge mm-hmm. modes. Maybe we can build right. some custom rules to make that happen. Yeah. And the, the house rules don't necessarily have to all be stuff involved in the game. So one of the games we're playing is uh, Bomberman Generations. On the okay. GameCube, which is probably the best Bomberman game ever made, but nobody played it because it was on the GameCube. Right. So 
as you're playing against each other, there are these AI enemies that walk around with sombreros, and naturally we just named them banditos because yeah. anyone who's against you with a sombrero is a bandito. bandito. So we made a house rule where uh, if you get slain by the bandito, you have to take a shot of hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's horrible. I was going to suggest a game we used to play called Bomberman Shots. <laughs> a little more adult. <laughs> oh, we've been getting drinking game suggestions like nobody believes, oh, but we're hoping we can survive the search for the most fun game in the universe. So maybe only one drinking game per session. Yeah, that's probably the way to go about it. Because uh, I know the ones that I suggested, uh, my two favorites are uh, playing SmackDown, uh, Here Comes the Pain with DDR mats is one of the greatest things in the world because you have to button mash to kick out. So <laughs> it, there's always just constant, like, panicking. It's like, oh, God, please, please, please. Oh, damn it, I actually kicked out. I have to play more. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, the game that was invented at Dexcon, uh, which we're probably at now if you're listening to us, uh, <laughs> is uh, playing Super Smash Bros. Or not Super Smash Bros., Super Mario Wii. Uh, but Luigi is constantly trying to kill you. That is so much fun. I walked into a room of people screaming and had no idea why that is what they were doing. And <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful game. Really what we're looking for, those games that people would want to watch in that kind of social setting. One of the things that kind of inspired it is, uh, have you guys heard of the game I Want to Be the Guy? Oh, oh, I think you might have suggested it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, actually, I probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can see it on our Facebook page still. At the last guy. It's been three years. <laughs> so At the last enemy. Uh, at EVO, which is the world's, uh, or at least the U.S.'s biggest video game tournament, they had a custom build of I Want to Be the Guy made for this one guy in the fighting game community who, like, super overreacts when he loses <laughs> and had him play it in front of a live audience of about 1,000 people. And if That's you thought the original crazy. I Want to Be the Guy was bad, you should see this custom build, man. They, they threw in, like, challenges from, like, uh, Bionic Commando in it. And oh, my God. A, an overworld map that looked like Super Mario World, and you could die on the overworld map as well. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to end this podcast so I can go watch this. <laughs> it's, like, two hours long, oh, and it's so great. <laughs> like, like, there are currently... Like, I think 63 episodes of my Let's Play of I Want to Be the Guy, and they're all 20 minutes long. And I rewatched them recently, and I knew what was happening because I did it, and I was still like, oh, maybe this was the time that I didn't get killed by Ryu. Nope. Nope. Ryu gets me again <laughs> every time. So, yeah, the, ho the hope is we have people suggest the games, we have an audience watch us play the games, and then the audience is going to vote for what they enjoyed watching the most. Okay. And that's how we're going to whittle down to the most fun game in the universe. Now, I'm sure our audience is now brimming with ideas of uh, things that they want suggested. So how would uh, they suggest the most fun game in the universe? Um, you can send us your suggestions on Twitter, which Twitter is the easiest way to communicate with us. It's what gotcha. we're watching all the time. So twitter.com slash gameboat. Um, we are also on Facebook. We don't pay as much attention to it. Uh, yeah. But if you have really detailed instructions, that's where you can post them. That makes at, sense. Uh, Facebook.com slash the gameboat. Mm -hmm. Or... You can go right on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Gameboat. See when we're on live streaming something, and we'll make sure to have a notepad to write down your suggestions. Fantastic. So, yeah, check all that good stuff out at game-boat.com. Uh, or, finally, you can email us at boardthegameboat at board gmail.com. Because somebody had Gameboat? Yes, someone had many variations of Gameboat, so we had to be boardthegameboat at gmail. Uh, which board is it? B-O-A-R-D, right. as if you are boarding board a ship. Again. Okay, just make it sure. I can't spell. I'm dyslexic. Leave me alone. Uh, so this is the time of the podcast where we like to geek out 
with a segment we like to call What You Playing, What You Watching, and What You Reading. It's where we talk about what we're playing, what we're watching, and what you're reading. So, Mike, since you're new to the group, what have you been playing recently? I have been playing Flying Hamster HD. (laughs) (laughs) As stated earlier. Now, besides that, I've been going back and forth between possibly the two most opposite new games out right now. So, my PS3 have been playing The Last of Us. Ooh. which is a quality, quality game. Really heavy drama, looks beautiful, yeah. and tense, man. Tense as hell. Yeah. And on my 3DS, I've been playing Project X-Zone, which is this... <laughs> They're st- celebrating in our crowd. <laughs> <laughs> strategy RPG crossover between... Sorry, I hit my mic. That's fine. Capcom games, Sega games, and Namco games, most of which are obscure JRPGs I've never heard of. But cool. I just love this game. It's like part strategy game, part fighting game. So it's an over the t- overhead strategy game, kind of like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. But when you go into a battle, it goes to like a side-scrolling battle wh- where you hit the A button in a different direction, and you do different combinations. So the I point is heard of this game. when you start hitting the bad guy, they start like juggling up in the air. So you have to hit the buttons at the right time to keep your combo going to do more damage. So... And it's so friggin' addictive, but the battles in it, since you have the overhead and the inside battles, are like an hour long each. So <laughs> I'll just sit there, and I'll get through one. I'll be like, ah, man, I should go to bed. Let me try one more battle. one more. So I hop into the next one, and I've done that. I'm like, well, it's 2 o'clock in the morning now. I don't have to be up to like 6. <laughs> Let me just Why do one more. Stay up all night. So everyone knows about The Last of Us. It's a great game. Not everyone knows about Project X Zone, and it's one I highly recommend Project the 3DS crowd checks out. Definitely going to have to check that out when I get a 3DS. Yeah. If you have a 3DS on the Internet, there's a demo of it on the eShop. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. How about you, Will? What have you been playing? I just picked – I went on a rant at uh, Too Many Games about like the lack of role-playing in Skyrim. Right. And somebody had suggested, like, you should try Dishonored. And I was kind of, like, put off about role-playing games after Skyrim. So I picked up Dishonored yesterday. Okay. And it's really good. And it really... Yeah, yeah it's your decisions matter. And that's all I've wanted from a role-playing game. <laughs> it's like, decisions that matter. Decisions that matter. People respond to who you are. Like, Skyrim, I'm not... I'm the Dark Lord Sauron, and people still treat me like I'm some poor guy. And I'm like, I'll kill you. I will do it. <laughs> it will happen. That's true. I played Dishonored too. There is a certain amount of respect mm-hmm. that people have for your character from the beginning of the game. Well, and I was nice. like, I was watching stuff people playing online. Like, if you don't kill people, they start to just like the guards will just let you go by and stuff. They're like, ah, it's fine. He's a good guy. <laughs> he doesn't kill people. Well, because you were you worked for the the government, and then they like disemboweled you, and now you're trying to reestablish mm-hmm. yourself. And they're like, I guess it was a lie. He's not a bad guy. I just, lo- <laughs> I just love though you're wearing like this steampunk skeleton mask throughout the game, and you're just walking around. The guards are like, yeah, that guy's He's fine. <laughs> He's a hero. He's a big sweetie. <laughs> I'm sure, he'll be fine. That's funny. Uh, I've been playing. I went back and I played uh, Final Fantasy X, and by played, I mean I watched all the cutscenes <laughs> on YouTube because I don't have 80 hours, but I really wanted to revisit this game. I don't know. I just missed it. Yeah. So, uh. I, I watched it, and without all the, like, gameplay and just story, entirely different experience. Because, <laughs> one, they hit you with the religious metaphors, like, over and over again. Like, when you don't space that out between times of killing cactuars, <laughs> it's, like, heavy. <laughs> and, like, the second thing is, this story is horrible. Mm-hmm. I love it, but it's horrible because it's not a love story. <laughs> 
is the thing I learned. Okay. Because I'm about to spoil the hell out of uh, Final Fantasy X for those of you still living in 2000. Uh, basically, it's not a story of sacrifice and love. There's one line that Titus says that really bothers me. He finds out Yuna is going to go fight Sin, and when she defeats Sin, she will die. And they say when they when she dies, the Ronso will create a statue for her. And Titus says, I wanted to see the statue, but I wanted Eunice to be next to me when I did. Not, I wanted Yuna to see the statue. <laughs> he only cares about himself. This is not a love thing. This is a lust thing. He likes Yuna being around. He doesn't like Yuna. He just likes how he feels when she's there. So when he finds out she's going to die, he will do whatever it takes to make sure that doesn't happen. And what does he do? He does the thing he doesn't want to happen to Yuna. He doesn't want to live in a world where Yuna's not alive. So she he forces Yuna to live in a world where he's not alive and suffer the fate he didn't want to suffer. It's like, oh, my God. He's terrible. That is one selfish prick. Yeah, he's a terrible person. It's really, really awful. And he's got daddy issues. But it's really a terrible story. Yeah, I haven't played Final Fantasy X in, what, 12 years since it came out? But I do remember he kept saying, this is my story, this is my story, this is my story. Tinas is a pretty self-absorbed bastard. Yeah, he only really cares about himself. Like, oh. And the thing about his dad, like, I get it. It's a complicated story but like his dad's like i'm sorry for everything he's like yeah i hate you so like, all right you're gonna murder him it's just like tone it down a notch we know we know you don't like him because you're about to murder him he's not that bad of a guy when you, you meet him yeah. and it's like i'd like in the end they high five and that's like the end of the story is is he high fives his dad it's like good job boom i was like all right that's kind of neat but he does totally ruin yuna's life Unless it gets fixed in the sequel, because guess what? Did not play. <laughs> I, I got half. They, she finds these like messages on in crystals that she thinks are from Titus, but they're from the original Titus because they rebuilt that city. Okay. From memory, I have not played it in a while. All right, I but might watch it on YouTube. <laughs> Titus and all the people from that city are fake. Right. So they're recre- they're like recreations, and the Titus that she's trying to find turns out was the original Titus, not the one she knows. And, okay. then, and then the game ends in a way that I don't know because I got bored. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't wanna... like playing dress-up games as much as some people. So <laughs> I don't want to shock your childhoods because oh. I love Final Fantasy games as well. But stop means. The storylines make no sense in any Final <laughs> no. Fantasy ever no, made. Uh, I was on Reddit today, and the, the big news was that uh, in the next Final Fantasy 13 game, which caused because they need a third one of those, Lightning has a cloud costume, and it got into how much better 7 was than 13. And someone brought up the well, point yeah. that, like, Final Fantasy thirteen sucked because the story made no sense. There were side quests that didn't go anywhere. There were characters that acted out of character. I'm like, have you ever played a Final Fantasy before? You just described every Final Fantasy game ever made. Yeah. As much as you liked them, they don't make sense. No, they, they don't make sense. That's not the point, though. No, yeah. it's not. It's beautiful, and there's an orchestra. And the music is so good. <laughs> it's so good, and that's that's what's important. Exactly. Shush. Production values. They're the and, Michael Bay of RPGs. And there's always something to argue. Like, oh, is Squall dead the whole time? Whoa. Mm. 
That's what's important. And sometimes I think I scared shit. everybody because everybody got really quiet <laughs> when I made that noise. All right, moving on. Uh, what are we watching? Mike, what have you been watching recently? The Return of the Venture Brothers. Oh, what yeah. I've been watching recently. And, I did not uh, see Sunday's. I did not see this week's either, but it just mm-hmm. continues to prove to be, although it's a cartoon, one of the smartest goddamn shows on television. Yeah, it is amazing. I and, need to jump back in. And one of the best things about Venture Brothers is that separates it from so many other animated series is seeing, although it's a car- cartoon comedy, how the characters grow yeah, and change yeah, and evolve over time. How Dean and Hank right now are in such a different position than they were when the show first started. Yeah. So... I mean, if you... And for so long, they acted like that's not what people wanted. Right. Like, yeah, don't... Changing don't, characters. Man, no. no. Dean and Hank, they need to be the uh, the naive, the oblivious kids. Well, people no. think that they don't want change because they so many shows keep stuff, especially animes. Yeah, there's an entire episode of Futurama about it. Yeah. So I, I get the fear, but... Yeah, because things that are different make people scared or whatever it was <laughs> yeah, in that episode. They feel yeah. stupid and scared. <laughs> yeah, they feel stupid and scared. It confuses us. Yeah, so, so TV is generally going into a lull period right now. But yeah. the Venture Brothers is one of the shining beacons right now. Absolutely. Um, also, I used to be a, a big fan of True Blood when it first started. That show sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, what I heard. If you watch True Blood now, you would wonder why anyone watched the show in the first place. Like, all the characters are awful. There's no smart dialogue. There's no interesting relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad TV show. And I feel bad. Like, I feel like I want to keep watching it because I hope it's yeah. going to get good again. But every single week, it just proves itself to be more and more terrible. Well, what I learned recently was that it was supposed to be a metaphor for homophobia at first because, like, the, the vampires were the outcasts <laughs> and they were supposed to, like, represent, like, the homosexuals. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Well, then what happens? Well, then they threw in a bunch of werewolves for no reason and the show went downhill. Yeah. Yep. That about sums it up. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I expect. Werewolves and vampires were popular. Like, if vampires (laughs) are supposed to be the homosexuals, then what are the werewolves? Oh, I don't. A lot of things I'm not allowed to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've been watching: something great in Venture, something awful in True Blood. (laughs) So, what have you been watching, Will? I had a big day yesterday of just starting things. I uh, I watched Halo Legends. It was the animatrix for Halo. It came out years ago, but I never watched it. But it's like six unaware of this. Six short animated stories about the Halo universe, and it's really good. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's awesome. Is Chief in any of them? He's in two, I think. That is the appropriate amount yeah. of times Master Chief it, should yeah, have like been it's in. Not this. all about him, but he shows up a little bit because that's what people want. Yeah. But there was a, four of the other stories were had nothing to do with Master Chief. because that, that's the story I, I want. Like Greg, the <laughs> guy with a gun. Who's really freaked out because there's aliens here. My favorite are the stories. Yeah, there's two of them that don't have Spartans in them at all. Well, one of them has a Spartan, but it's not the main character. Yeah, they're just regular dudes. That's I love those types of stories. Like I want to know them falling back. They're like, we suck. We're just dudes. (laughs) This is terrible. Like I want a story from like the New York Police Department the day that the alien showed up. It's like, do we have something on file about? What's the plan here? Do we have a protocol? My favorite was there's a guy, his designation's uh, 1337, it's Leap is his name. And he's like the, he's the goofy, he's like the runt Spartan. Like, they're like, oh, some, something just fell off the ship. And Master Chief's like, oh, it's 1337 again. Can you hear me rolling my eyes? <laughs> Try to do it louder. He lands in Dragon Ball. And I, they don't even hide okay. it. There's a dinosaur. There's little kids in, like, the, the caveman outfits that some of the Dragon Ball people wear. <laughs> and then Gohan and his girlfriend show up. 
<laughs> animated. They don't change anything, and then they Dragon Ball fight a monster. <laughs> and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. That does sound amazing. So this is on Netflix, right? Yeah, I need to go watch this. Right. Netflix, you can watch All it. All right. Now I really want to end the podcast. Right? <laughs> so much to I'm going to put my computer on I Want to Be the Guy and then put my TV on that. It'll be great. It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, I uh, went and saw Chris Hardwick at Helium. That's what I've been watching. And uh, I really wanted to meet him. Uh, first off, great show. Uh, the he, door security is he, tight. Well, he does a lot of, uh, like, crowd work, which is – I wasn't expecting that. But it was a lot of, like, who are you? Where are you from? What are you uh, – what's your job? And it was great. Like, hmm. real solid stuff. Uh, I didn't expect him to be so small. <laughs> He's very tiny. Huh. Um but well, you know, the TV puts on 10 inches yeah, or whatever. something like that. <laughs> but uh, he did his set, and then he went to the green room, and everyone's filing out. And I'm like, I'm going to try to, like, tackle him as he walks by. And I'm just sitting there, and some guy walks up to me and goes, I'm sorry. Um, do you know him from Plus Two Comedy? <laughs> yes! Recognition! I don't think so. Yes! Was it Chris Hardwick? No, it was not uh, Chris Hardwick. Um, <laughs> it was just a guy from the Too Many Games Expo. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, thanks. He's like, yeah, I saw your uh, your Dirty Video Game Lies panel. And I was like, we got to go back and see the stand-up. Where's, where's your partner? He was funny, too. I was like, yes. Oh, yay. Yes. So uh, I'm talking to him. I'm super excited. Chris Hardwick runs by. And I'm like, ah, nice talking to you. And I leave. And I get in line. And I, I, I go up to Chris Hardwick. I'm holding $20. And the first thing I do is yell at him. Because <laughs> there's, like, this line to meet him. I was like, hey, Chris. Are you not selling your DVD? He's like, no. And I was like, why do you make it difficult for me to give you money? <laughs> if you have 300 podcasts up that I've listened to all of them, all that free entertainment, let me give you $20. <laughs> I used to rub dollar bills against the screen during <laughs> Web Soup. Just trying. Just trying. Just take it. Give me stuff. I went to New York Comic Con, and they had Nerdist shirts. And I ran up, and I was like, Nerdist shirt. And they're like, oh, they're free. And I was like. Let me give you money. He's like, have another one. So I have two Nerdist shirts. I have two of them. I didn't pay for either of them. All I had to do was tweet something about Nerdist that didn't send because I was in Comic-Con and there was no service anywhere. Sorry, Chris Hardwick. But um, Noah left that night with Chris Hardwick's wallet. <laughs> he just gave it to him. Stop. But uh, I did. I, 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 I totally, like, freaked out and nerded on him. I was like, oh, hey. I'm I'm such a big fan. I'm really inspired What's by with you. What's all the promos during The Walking Dead? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up about it. I don't need your hashtag. But uh, <laughs> I did give him a copy of our DVD. So Chris Hardwick, and I was so nervous giving it to him. I was like, oh, I'm going to give Chris. I was like, thank you so much for inspiring me. This exists because of you. And I gave it to him. And now all I do is think about Chris Hardwick hating our DVD. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. He was like, he hated it. He hit, let me check his Twitter one more time. Has not mentioned it. Probably out of hatred. <laughs> probably purely out of hatred. He doesn't want to mention it because then people will know it exists. Yeah, I don't want, I don't, oh, God, I've angered Chris Hardwick. Oh, my God. Oh, my stomach's sick. But uh, it's a good show. <laughs> you should see Chris Hardwick if he comes to your town. Uh, so that brings us to what we're reading. What are you reading, Mike? Nothing, because I don't read much. <laughs> 
Because reading That's is just fine. time not spent playing video games. I understand. The, the reading section of this is always where I fail. <laughs> but uh, so so what I do to replace the fact that I don't read is I listen to audiobooks. Oh, so that's cool. That's Audi- fine. Audible.com, man. $15 a month. You get a free audiobook every month. You, I listen to it on my drives. So mm. uh, it's taken about four months now, but I finally got through the first Game of Thrones book. <laughs> Never well, made it through this segment without Game of Thrones coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so usually on average an audiobook is maybe somewhere between, I don't know, five and ten hours. Yeah. The first Game of Thrones book is thirty three hours of content. Oh my God. And I think every other one gets exponentially longer oh, yeah. from there. Mm-hmm. So uh I don't know if it's a gr- good book because I don't remember what happened at Why the beginning by the time I got to the end book. months later. But I do watch the TV show, and I remember being impressed how closely the two are actually yeah. tied together, yeah. the book and the show. Because most of the times you read a book, and then you watch a show of it or a movie of it, and you're like, I don't know what the hell that was. Like World War Z. Yeah. World <laughs> War Z, phenomenal book. I didn't see the movie yet because the previews did not look anything like That's the book. That's what I heard. They just read the front cover. They didn't They didn't open it up. They didn't go to the back. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. World War Z. I, got, I know this. Zombies. Yeah. Zombies. We got Brad, Brad Pitt's Pitt. name on a contract he didn't read, so... Yeah. <laughs> But What's our CGI budget? Everything? All, All right, cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, the good thing, though, about watching the Game of Thrones show and now having, quote-unquote, read the book, is I know the characters' names now. Because <laughs> when you watch of Game of Thrones, there's like 800 characters. Like, oh, there's Blondie <laughs> and the old knight with her. There's uh, the red-headed girl, the not-so-red-headed girl, and her sword teacher. And, uh, <laughs> and their dad, Boromir. Yeah. <laughs> and kid from Batman. Yeah. But, uh, yes, it's a great reference manual <laughs> for the TV show. It's, good. it's a companion guide to the TV show. Yep. Did, they, did they get angry reading hours. the book? Like, cause Game of Thrones isn't that long a book. Why is the content, why is the book on tape so like, Does the guy get angry while reading it? Like, why would he even do that? Oh, my God. <laughs> they try to keep their critical analysis out of the book while they're reading it. There's but actually, of checking of pronunciations. The, the, what's, what's the name? They didn't turn off the recorder. Yeah, hold on. George R. R. Martin. It's like, I've been reading these friggin' names for, like, 12 hours now. Can I have a sandwich? And they just kept recording as you hear, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's read by Nathan Explosion from Death Clock. <laughs> Her name is Brienne. Then why do you spell it weird? <laughs> no, it doesn't make it interesting. <laughs> so, yes, please enjoy the Game of Thrones TV show companion piece. The Game of Thrones books. <laughs> That's hilarious. What have, you, what have you been reading, Will? Ah, his deep mind. Um... The only thing I've been reading, I've been reading up on the new uh, Dungeons and Dragons coming oh, out, the good. new edition, and I'm really worried. Four point worked. something? Yeah, I think it's four point five is what they're calling it. It's what yeah. it should have been the first time. They they tried to make D and D accessible to everybody, which was a mistake. You have a niche market, market, and you should have just stuck with it. Yeah. Instead, they made they created this like video game on paper, and it didn't work. And then Pathfinder came out with the old D and D rights, which is what everybody wanted. So they lost a lot of their fans. So now. We'll see. I don't know. It's never been a big market, so. <laughs> All right. That sounds cool. Uh, we'll play soon, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm really excited. I've been listening to a lot of nerd poker on, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's Brian Poussain's podcast where he just plays D&D. Oh, so my God. I'm like, oh, I really, really want to play D&D now. So I have the itch. we got to get together soon. You guys should set it up to live stream it so people can watch you play I, it. I've and considered knock, it. Knock. Just blatantly rip off nerd poker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we People almost like did us. it. We used to have a radio show, and I almost orchestrated it. But the language was so – we was a regular radio show, so we couldn't curse. The language was so foul <laughs> 15 minutes before we got the group started. I was like, I don't have a good feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, you know what, guys? Gonna we're going to scrap this segment. <laughs> it's fine. 
which was the whole show that day. Uh, yeah, but I'm itching to play, so we'll have to get together. Um, and uh, what I've been reading is I finally picked up my first Deadpool comic. I got Deadpool Max Nut Job, and uh, it's it's very interesting. I've never read a Deadpool, and I know it's a lot of fun and wackiness, and there's a lot of fun and wackiness. Like, he fights the Ku Klux Klan, and they're like, you have to read up on these files on the Ku Klux Klan. He's like, no, I'm going to read the opposite, and he listens to Fiddler on the Roof. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is fun. And the strangest part is he's in an insane asylum at one point, and it's wackiness mixed with flashbacks to his abusive father, which I was, like, unprepared for. <laughs> and uh, his, like, wrangler is trying to get into the asylum, but visiting hours are over. So he teams up with a patient who's Danny DeVito. They just drew <laughs> Danny DeVito. Like, not hiding it. It's just like, eh, They Danny might have DeVito. even asked him. I feel like Danny DeVito, they might that's have. fine. And, and like, they, 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 like, make sure you know it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> like, there's lots of close-ups on his face making Danny DeVito faces. I mean, if you, like, that's interesting. You've kept up with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. As yeah. the years have gone on, you know Danny DeVito just doesn't care no, anymore. He does not at all. Because, <laughs> like, there's an episode of Always Sunny where he's just, like, drinking, and Max says something to him, and he goes, where did you come from? He's like, I've been here literally the whole time. I think that's how Danny DeVito just lives his life. Yeah. I don't like, think that was He has no idea scripted. what he's doing. He has no idea what he's done. He's just existing in the world. <laughs> just purely living in the moment. So that is what I've been reading. So that we'll put this segment to bed. And uh, we don't have a lot of time left, so we'll quickly do the nerd news. This is all the nifty nuggets of news you nerds need to know right now. Uh, I want to bring up a Final Fantasy story because I thought this was interesting. Uh, Another one. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is going to be on Steam. And I was like, eh. <laughs> With achievements. Ooh. And I was like, let me see what achievements they have for Final Fantasy VII. And it was literally like perform limit break, perform limit break four for every character. Defeat the weapons, beat the game, win a battle. Run away from a battle. Equip a new weapon. Play a game in the Golden Saucer. I was like, you couldn't come up with anything interesting <laughs> for what people consider to be the greatest game of all time. Shame on you. Shame and, on you, Steve. And the shame is there's plenty of opportunities to have ridiculous, fun achievements. Like, oh, yeah. honestly, when you said achievements, the first thing I thought of is take Barrett on the gondola ride. Oh, yes. In Golden Saucer. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the type of stuff you need to force people to do in Final Fantasy VII. Yes. To find the, the golden nuggets of ridiculousness. Be John John's woman. <laughs> did you guys get through that? I did that one. I succeeded in that one. Of not, course. I, I, I was, was a wonderful proud woman. as I thought I would be. But, that's, <laughs> but I did succeed. Because achievements have kind of become less, like, fun stuff that you can do and more, like, my the gamer game. scores higher. Oh. Yeah, it's just beat the game. I'm playing Saints Row and I'm putting cheat codes on because it's more fun. Like it's wacky, and the game's like you won't unlock any achievements with cheat codes on. Like thank God. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. I hate those Saints Rows. Uh, also, going putting on. cheat codes in should be an unlockable achievement. Yeah, <laughs> cheater. Well done. <laughs> Found the fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is interesting. Uh, Microsoft had a press conference recently and revealed that Japan is not a first-tier country for their launch, and they will not be launching the Xbox One until 2014. Take that, PlayStation. 
Why would you do that? And why would you say it to their faces? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm guessing it's because all six Xbox 360 owners in <laughs> Japan <laughs> weren't willing to pony up at launch. That's I mean, all. I mean, come on, guys. Try. The dozens of Xbox owners in Japan should be outraged. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I, if only for the American military base in Japan, and the military used to love the 360, mm. they got really angry after uh, the Internet thing. They rescinded it. Yeah. That now, hurt's been done. Now, are they importing, though, Xbox from the U.S., or they got to go buy them locally? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. my, my issue is basically what they said. Basically, their idea idea in this is, all right, let's launch the Xbox One, try to make a lot of money. You do in Japan? No, they're real gamers there. <laughs> let's focus on the Americans. Yeah, there's no Monster Hunter or dating sims <laughs> on an Xbox. There should be. You, you can't take it on the go and play it on the bullet train, so... <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent point. That is another excellent point. Microsoft is good. They just did that thing because PlayStation Plus, when you own it, like to give back to you because they're like, oh, you pay for it. Here's um, a bunch of games. And, like, good yeah, games. You I get Battlefield 3 now. Yeah. They just added that. I, forget, I was just looking at the list, but it's all like real games on Microsoft's like, oh, we're, we're going to do that too. Uh, uh, you want Fable 3? Like, mm. I, it was good like a couple years ago, Microsoft. Yeah. I actually have a, a counter-argument, and, and this is the game yeah, boat, the, the peaceful game boat game lover coming out of me. <laughs> yeah, it's Fable 3. It's a couple years old. I think they are yeah. also doing Halo 3 and Assassin's Creed 2, but it's something you didn't have before. I If agree. I can play Devil's I, Advocate. I know it's something like, they didn't need to didn't, do. Yeah, it's something you didn't have before, unless you know you owned an Xbox, because you owned <laughs> Halo 3 if you own an Xbox. That's my... I know I'm being like first world problems, like, oh, I already had Fable 3. What do you mean better free games? <laughs> but it's just that they're copying PlayStation in such, such a crappy way. Yeah. Like, no, I understand. PlayStation Plus like is awesome. Like, they forgot it was your birthday, <laughs> and they picked it. They're like, oh, here's Fable 3. Like, Microsoft, this is already open, and I gave this to you last year. <laughs> uh, enjoy. It's a free <laughs> gift. Shut up. <laughs> Don't be ungrateful. Like, Go right. online every day. <laughs> But what I found especially interesting about it was it was a press conference, and they're like, uh, it's not first tier. What does that mean? It means you're second tier. What does that mean? It's like we're going to launch. There's going to be a delay before it launches. What does that mean? 2014. Can you not report this negatively? That's the words he used. Can you not <laughs> report this negatively? The bad news. Can you put like a gold star? Can you put a star? positive spin on it? you second class human beings, but if you could just spin that in a nice light. It's funny, though, that's not the only, like, this type of movement that a video game company is taking. If you just recently, EA has pulled all support of EA Sports games for the Wii U. Right. And they actually put out an official statement saying the reason why they did that, they also pulled a lot of their social games from Facebook, is that because sports gamers aren't there. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's basically what they're saying is, you know, it's your fault, Wii U fans. You're not getting Madden because you didn't buy enough Madden last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, guess that's that sort of Microsoft's sense. attitude. They're shaking the stick at Japan. You didn't buy enough 360s. You don't get one till you later. Wait. <laughs> I mean, I guess what it could create, this is the plus I see, is like if there's madness for the Xbox One. I don't know if America will do that. I don't know if we'll line up on Black Friday to all kill each other and get Xbox Ones. I don't know if that's a thing America will do. But... If they delay for Japan, they can have that twice, maybe. So that that's my idea. And that's it. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, what else I want to talk about? Uh, did you guys hear Ubisoft got hacked? Yes, <laughs> and I got hacked? the emails and like three of my email accounts about it. Okay, what does that mean? Because Mom was like, oh, no, not Ubisoft getting hacked. 
like their forums? Like, what do I log into Ubisoft for? <laughs> I mean, so, so I your account was hacked? I haven't paid kind of? Ubisoft directly, but I guess it has to do with that, like, you play thing. If you played any of the Assassin's Creed games, recent Splinter Cell games, you have to log into this Ubisoft account. Right. And, like, their twist on it is, oh, well, we give you points for achieving things, and you get, like, an extra skin for Sam Fisher or whatever. You know, it, the game could do that on its own. Yeah, it's like it's always done. Yeah, in the past. But let's let's make a password involved. It, it, it was just nothing but a, a level of inconvenience <laughs> that they were going to give you to get extra stuff. But at the yeah. same time now, if they get hacked, well, guess what? If you use the same password for that as you did your 50 other things, yeah, someone has your password now. Thanks, yeah. Ubisoft. <laughs> and, and I read this statement on it, and it was like, please change your password. Like, what does this mean? It's like an intruder went in and looked at your stuff. They have your password and your username and your email. Did it, is my uh, like credit card safe? As far as we know, yes. <laughs> like that first part's really worrisome. If you just said yes, <laughs> yeah, that With might be a little mark. more. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. We, we got your back. <laughs> they only have your email and password that you use for everything else. You know? Yeah, basically your your social security. They know how many hours you spent in Assassin's yeah. Creed Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody to know that. <laughs> That game wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept playing it. See, my thing about it is I had a – I worked for Famous Dave's because I'm a winner. And uh, <laughs> they got hacked, and Famous Dave's had to pay for my LifeLock for a year. Ubisoft, get on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and with that, it's time to play a game. I got. Oh, I don't know why I threw it on the ground. I need that. Um, it's very dramatic, though. But it's time to play host versus guest versus audience. Basically, every show ends with a, a special game, and we all put up a prize. This week, we are putting up. Uh, oh crap! There's stuff in this. Uh, we are putting up uh, Batman Gotham County Lies or County Lines. It's Batman versus zombies, basically. Huh. Okay. Uh, it was decent. But it's it's very strange. There's a lot of like levels to it, but uh, it's Dead a, Man shows up. Yeah, and Dead Man shows up. I don't well, see a lot of him. So it's Batman versus Zombies. That is one of our prizes. Mike, you have brought prizes. I did. Give me just a sec here. Sure. Mike is digging into his prize I'm sad bag. I brought a backup prize. We'll give it away one day. So I have here a vinyl pop figure. Of Ooh. Syndrome. Syndrome? The supervillain from The Incredibles. The most underrated Pixar movie ever made. See, that's... The thing about that is, all the Pixar movies are good, mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to say it's underrated. It's like, oh, yeah, it's underrated. It's got an 8 on IMDb. People seem to forget about yeah, The Incredibles, I though. The same way. They remember Nemo, which, by the way, is not a great movie. They remember uh, Toy you're, Story. You're wrong. You are wrong. They remember sir. Monsters. They forget about the amazingness of The Incredibles. I don't want to talk to him anymore. Yeah, I love Nemo. What's wrong with Nemo? <laughs> How dare you? Defend your, yourself so we don't get upset on the line. He's just going to make me more upset. <laughs> I don't know how I can say why Nemo's bad. Because it's not. Without further infuriating people. <laughs> All right. We're going to pretend that you withdrew your comment. <laughs> okay. And then we'll live on. Now, what we do now is we ask the crowd. We ask the crowd who wants to play for these prizes. But... They have to offer up a prize as well oh. for us to win. So, who brought a prize? I'm seeing Vampires versus Zombies on DVD. A, a very good. It's a pre-pre-owned. A pre-pre-owned. Because I bought it pre-owned. 
from Blockbuster, so it's like an antique. And, and, and a CD D DKC? Donkey Kong Country. Is that an OC oh. Remix album? It's I love OC Remix. I want that. All right. It's your choice. <laughs> I really so wanted it, too. I'm guessing that is going to be your choice for uh, our prize. So come on up here. Yay. I will turn your microphone on. Two so, discs. <laughs> so it, it is a OC remix of Donkey Kong music. Yep. It yeah. is Donkey Kong Country 2, Serious Monkey Business. Serious Monkey Business. The first album was not as serious. No, this one's this one serious. Is serious. This is a good collection business. of prizes. I'm excited for this one. Put that down right there. All right, so uh, what's your name, special guest? Hey, I'm Mooch. All right. Returning. Talk some more? Uh, talking. Good job. This is, yes. All right. You're welcome. Now... <laughs> A very special game because I've been trying to get on the Game Boat podcast for months now. Yeah. For months I've been trying it's to get It's been more on. of a challenge than I think either of us expected. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect it to be so difficult. But uh, I've been trying to get on, and uh, I remember what you said to me was we need to come up with a topic. Uh, we might just talk about the funny things, or I might test your, your gamer knowledge and ask you the ultimate question what's your favorite soundtrack? So that inspired me to do this little game. We're going to play. Shatner Karaoke. <laughs> I have or video game edition. I have a bunch of video game songs, and I am going to Shatner my way through them as best as I can. And it is your job to tell me which video game this is from. I chose all stuff with lyrics, <laughs> so I'm not going to be Shatnering the uh, the Halo. Song. The Halo. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not necessarily going to be going at the uh, the right tempo or anything like that. So it's going to be a, very important that you listen to the words, and you will buzz in by saying your own name into the microphone. Luckily for me, Mike and Mooch don't sound anything similar. I could go with my real no name. There's no way that that will get confusing. What's your, what, you want to go with your real name? I could go Mark. Mark? Oh, excellent. <laughs> no, I'll stick the mooch. It makes it easier. Hit <laughs> <laughs> that CH real hard. Mooch. <laughs> All right. Everyone clear on what's about to happen. Sure. My Maybe. eardrums are going to be raped. <laughs> Mike, Mike is literally going through every song. In his head. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm scanning the back of the Donkey Kong Country 2 <laughs> soundtrack. I'm, like, I'm deciding Donkey Kong how Country bad 2 I want songs this. have lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's give this a shot. Ready? When you walk away, you don't hear me say Mooch. please. Mooch. Oh, yes. King Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is correct. That is simple and clean. And I wanted to get to my favorite line in this song because it's the strangest thing I ever read. Then by all uh, means. What lies beyond this morning is a little later on. That is a line from that song. I mean, it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later, it'll be later. <laughs> that is what that lyric means. All right, Mooch has a point. Mooch is on the board with one. <clears throat> I'm going to stop doing that. Into the microphone. All right, here we go. Somewhere. Somewhere beyond the sea. Somewhere. Mike. Yes. It's uh, Bioshock. Yes, that is Somewhere oh. Beyond the Sea mm -hmm. from Bioshock. So Mike is on the board with a point. One of these guys brought an overclocked <laughs> CD, and the other guy has a podcast about video games. I feel like I'm Where we actually I'm play OC Remix here. in the background every week. <laughs> I am not ready for this. Well, I play Ocarina of Time 
Well, in in the course of this show, you have won once, and the guest has won every time but twice. So the guest usually usually takes the stuff that they brought. <laughs> Basically, I bring a guest here to rob us and our crowd <laughs> and our fans. All right, question number three. I am working in the flea market. So early, I've been working here since my mama was a baby. Just because the rhythm the rhythm is slow, that doesn't mean you can't flow. For in the rain or in the snow, I've got the funky flow. I can't believe you guys don't know this one. Uh, I don't know, know, man. Is this Parappa? That is Parappa oh, Parappa. Oh, man. No. <laughs> there wasn't enough punch kick guy. now remember. Yeah. Come back again, yes, There's forever. other songs in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like the second big one from that game. Because yeah, I thought if I went with kick punch, it's all in the mind, uh, there'd be a riot on this table. I only know that table. one and the driving one. Yeah, the driving one's pretty good. They also make a cake <laughs> in the game. Musically. And they use a toilet. It's an important thing to learn. All right, so everyone has sanitary. a point. This is exciting. It's a three-way tie. Here we go. Question number four. Exile. It takes your mind again. Exile. It takes your mind again. You've got sucker's luck. Have you given up? Does it does it feel Mooch. like a trial? Yes. Uh, Fallout New Vegas. That is incorrect. Darn. Good. I was going to say that. <laughs> does it feel like a trial? Does it trouble you? Mind the way your trouble mind? I got nothing. That was a trickier one. No guesses? That is the other song from Portal 2. <laughs> I didn't want to just pick the Portal oh. song. The easy Portal 2 yeah. song. Yes, that's yeah. the other one that's in the Ratman's Nest. Yeah. It's a good song. I recommend it. It's better than when I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a nice song. It's enjoyable. <clears throat> all right. I did it again into the microphone. <laughs> Still all tied up. All around us are familiar faces. Worn out places. Worn out faces. It's not fair. Right I know the song. I know the song. And early I don't know what it's from. For the daily races. Going nowhere. Going nowhere. And I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. But the dreams in which I'm dying are the best I ever had. Mike. Yes. Here's a war. Can you be more specific? It was, it, I know the song, it's Mad World. It yes. Was in the commercial for Gears of War 1. Was it actually in the game Gears of War 1? I believe that was Gears of War 3 that had that song in it. <sighs> because things didn't go as well in the third one. <laughs> I, I, I just, I remember the commercials, like a really yes. rainy, like, it was really alley. Because I yelled at the screen that they were spoiling the game. And he hops, <laughs> but the funny thing is he hops into, like, a dark room when there's, there's giant monster there. And you don't actually fight the monster in that game, if I remember properly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it wasn't a spoiler. <laughs> Alright, so still all tied up. I should have made this game easier, but here we go. The next one's hard, so I'm skipping it. Maybe we'll come back to it. <laughs> Alright. 
here, here, here we go. So they're finally here. Mike. Yes. Donkey Kong 64. Yes. DK rap. (laughs) (laughs) I think Mooch was upset that he didn't get to hear more of it. No. (laughs) (laughs) I almost know the DK rap (laughs) by heart. (laughs) I'm running the Donkey Kong remix, too. DM said that one of the worst lines in the history of video games is, his coconut gun can fire in spurts. If, if he it shoots, shoots you, you, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. Why is that a terrible line? <laughs> it's it's pretty terrible. <laughs> I really feel I bet that it does terrible. hurt. All right. I noticed that these all got harder, <laughs> but we're gonna oh try boy. it anyway. All right, here we go. What a thrill! Smooch. <laughs> but maybe I'm that was wrong. Quick. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. That's Snake Eater. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know how popular that song was. <laughs> All right, yeah. so that's Mooch and Mike, each with two points. Right. Will with the lonely one point. Only one point. One. One point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a face that people can't see on the Internet. All right. This one's interesting. Leva Yui. No Bono. Nino. Remne Mirar. Yo, jury, oh, go. Hesta. Are you speaking Dothraki? Ka'ene. Kumti. Ama. Is this Lion King all of a sudden? <laughs> Pretty sure they didn't make a game out of the Lion King musical. They might have. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been like some obscure like Sega CD stuff. <laughs> but they don't have lyrics then. It's hard when I don't sing it to the beat of the song. Which is kind of why I did this. <laughs> <laughs> Could you sing it to the beat of no, the song? No, not well. <laughs> and I wrote it all phonetically because it was really hard to say. No guesses? Uh, civilization? That is not civilization. Also, okay. you didn't buzz in, so you're oh. doubly wrong. <laughs> I got nothing. Do we even nothing. know what language nothing? that is? It's technically not a language, as I found out when I was doing research for this game. Okay. Last minute guesses? Nope. No? I'm just thinking like something fantasy like I don't know, Skyrim? Not Skyrim. Last minute guess. Dragon Age. Uh, Not Dragon Age. That is the Hymn of the Faith from oh Final Fantasy no. X. <laughs> I, I wonder if people lyrics. will recognize these wow. words. I remember how it went. I just didn't yes. remember it had lyrics. And then I found out today that like it is a Japanese puzzle that like when you decode it, it's actually like give all your stuff to you, Yevon. <laughs> you can look that up on Wikipedia. Because there wasn't enough like religious overtones yeah. in that game to begin with. Of course. They had to make up their own version of Latin. <laughs> <laughs> they made up their own language nobody speaks for their religion. So, all right. So you two both have a point. All right. Or two points. Will only has one. I need a winner, Will. So I'm going to lock you out of the game at this point. What? <laughs> I only have like two questions left. And I need the, I need a winner. So the, the show will end. I'm saying them if I know them. All right. If you get both of these right, you win. Okay, I guess technically. All right, yeah, all right. You're you're in. You're in. Okay. Don't blow it. <laughs> A lot of pressure now. A lot of pressure. <clears throat> Do it again. Sucker tried to play me. Uh, mercenaries. Will. Mercenaries. <laughs> if you were a little bit faster at buzzing in, uh, what was your guess? Um. Mercenaries. The mercenary king? 
It was mercenaries, too. I wanted to make sure you got it correct. All right. Now we're all tied up. Yeah. And now you guys need to know the answer to the song I skipped. That's not okay. Because I decided it was too hard. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see how this goes. So, wait, do we just all walk away with our own stuff again, then? <laughs> rotate one spot to the left. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, if we're going this way, I get yeah, the CD. Get the CD. <laughs> Stupid. All right. It was the 36th time he'd broken my heart. It was the 80th time I had fell apart. I knew from the start it was going to be rough. Once I didn't have many. Twice I fought. Or I forgot his name. Twice I put on my makeup wrong. My hair was a big mess. And so was my dress. Gotta move on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Well, that's my answer. <laughs> Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Yeah, that's why I skipped it. <laughs> Anyone have a guess here? I mean, is this just like a random radio song from like a Grand Theft Auto no, or Saints no, Row? No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. I will give you that much. Can we get a genre? <laughs> <laughs> Music? Thank you. Rock band. That has lots God. of songs in it. <laughs> it's not in rock band. We're not opening it up to that. <laughs> no, it is not rock band. Uh, Guitar Hero 3. It is not Guitar Hero 3. Mooch, I don't think you've had a guess yet, so I'll let you get one guess in here. Just going to go with theme DJ Hero. <laughs> it is not DJ right. Hero. If we're doing music games, let me start running through them. Is it Donkey Konga? <laughs> no, you're just all going to just Samba de Amigo. No. Oh, my God. Beat Mania. This was Any a version. No. DDR. No, it is not. Uh, what's the drum one in the arcades? Oh, Dream uh, uh, Crap. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, too. Is that thing that I just said? No, it's not that thing you just said. All right, I'll give you one clue, and then someone's going to know it and win all the prizes. It is a sequel. Donkey Konga 2. To a game that was already on this list. Or maybe the game will end in a tie. For the first time in the history of the short term memory, why do you for Rapid 2? No. Uh, Bioshock 2. <laughs> no. I don't Bioshock think Bioshock 2 was a rhythm game. <laughs> or a music didn't say game. it was a rhythm game. I did. I said it was a music game. Remember, oh, remember oh. when we named all the music games because I said I it was a music we were doing game? doing that to annoy you. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> DDR Gears of War. No. <laughs> Which is a game I just made up, and it's amazing. And it has that one. Yep. That song's that in it. That could be the most fun game in the universe. Imagine Cole and Baird doing the little dances on the screens. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It's a shuffle called the culture. We have our first tie in the history of host <laughs> versus guest versus audience because the game is called Oom Jammer Lammy. Oh. oh. I didn't know that game had lyrics. I just remember the guitar. Yes. It Damn. Is, it was very similar to perhaps what it was supposed to be Rocky. And I thought you guys might get it in that it was a woman singing. Hmm. It's, it's one of the few games that has a female protagonist. It, it's that and red, or uh, and if you play uh, Mass Effect, 
with Girl Shepherd. And, uh, <laughs> there's that. Uh, now I'm drawing Beyond good and evil. Well, yeah. That, um, and, and are we going to have to? We're gonna, I was going to say we're going to get into this. Argument. This is going to be a we're list really now, right? We, <laughs> we have Tomb Raider. I'm listing everything that's not Tomb Raider. And I was talking about good Mirror's Edge. That's what I was thinking. Mirror's Edge. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a tie. So everybody, take your prize back. One third of Borderlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one fourth. One fourth. Oh, fourth. I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody. In each one. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to Mooch for playing. Yeah, it was uh, fun. That was probably the best thing. prize my in back. history of uh, of our game. So it, you <laughs> walked away with the best prize. Cherish, sweet. So good for you. <laughs> thank you, guys. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, there would usually be applause here, but not tonight. No applause. <laughs> made it sad. Stop it. <laughs> And thank you to Mike for joining us uh, at uh, game-boat.com. Be sure to check out his podcast. Now, you stream live, right? Yes, we when do you stream live. Um, we usually stream live on Thursday nights, except 4th of July is screwing, up, screwing us up this week. Yep. So we're doing it on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, which means no one's going to be able to uh, watch it live by the time they listen to this podcast. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's very true. But usually it's on Thursdays, so yes. that's still good information. Thursdays, twitch.tv slash gameboat. We also do try to keep a, a running schedule of what's coming up is that, is on the, our is Twitch, Twitch TV page. Dash boat? No, no, no. No, it's straight up gameboat. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good at all. All right, so, uh, yeah, and also be sure to uh, hit up Mike with your suggestions for the most fun game in the universe, because I know I'm going to probably send some more. Yeah, the more ridiculous, the better. And hopefully when uh, we get to the point where we feel we have enough games and we're streaming them, we would love to have you guys come on and play some of them with us. I definitely would love to come jump in the game boat. (laughs) (laughs) And throw down a couple shots of hot sauce when you're taken down by banditos. As a matter of fact, (laughs) as soon as this podcast is over, I will be uh, sending you Let's Play the connect adventures in the game boat in a pool. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. I have a pool. We, we can, can arrange for that to happen. Excellent. <laughs> I'm super excited. And now my flight's here, so we're going to have to end. Uh, so uh, anything from you, Will? No. All right, good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ben Affleck. Oh, and thank you, Ben Affleck, for making the show possible. <laughs>